Yo, this is Maddie Ray, and you're listening to MTMV Sports. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with MTNV Sports, and I'm so happy to have on this week Connor Allen, writer for Roto World and the Quant Edge. Look, AB just got released. I can't wait to hop into it with him and tell you all about what's going on with that situation. He's going to tell you, if you're an AB owner, what to do in that situation. Is it time to drop him? Is it time to, <laughs> is it time to sell him? Fell low on him. What should I do with AB? Connor Allen's going to help us with that, and he's going to talk to us about that as well. We're also going to get into so much stuff. Trust falls coming. Um, he's going to give us some information on other buy low candidates, and and he's going to give us some guaranteed producers this week. You want to stick around for this episode? It is going to be incredible. Thank you so much for joining us. Let's hop in. Hey, this is Amy Bentley with RWMS Group, and you are listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Connor, we're so happy we had you on last year. You are part of my six championship and seven league run that I'm so proud to talk about every day or every time somebody opens an opportunity for me to talk about it. You were a part of that. I'm so happy to have you back on to talk to the people and give them advice, man. Connor, how are you doing? Wow, I mean that I'm doing well. That is really impressive. Six championships, seven leagues. That is that's fantastic, man. I can't even do that myself either. Like that's that's incredible. Look, the funny part is the one league I lost is the only league that was a money league. Oh man. That's <laughs> that, <laughs> that's tough. <laughs> The pot was like $800, man, uh, and that's the only league I lost in, and and so no matter what, every other league had trophies and, you know, cool stuff like that, but yep. you know what I mean? The one mm-hmm. you care about is the one that, that the money's on the line, man. Yeah, totally. That's how it usually goes, unfortunately. That's how it goes, bro. So, um, but look, I'm so happy to have you here, man. Do me a favor. Um, introduce yourself to the people, you know, tell them a little bit more about yourself and what you do. Yeah, for sure. So uh, I write for Roto World and the Quant Edge. I produce a lot of betting, fantasy, uh, daily fantasy content and stuff like that. I co-host the podcast that airs weekly with a bunch of the the best guests in the industry for daily fantasy and sports betting called Move the Line. And then I write a player prop betting article each week over at the Quant Edge, as well as a few news things for Roto World. Um, but yeah, man, it's, it's great to be on the show. It's good to be back. I remember last season, uh, on this podcast, I was talking about how I really liked Lamar Jackson. And I think that, uh, that could be the same here in this one, just a a little foreshadowing there. Yo, I mean, you dropped a dime on him then, and he's been doing nothing but producing this year. That's incredible. Yeah. I mean, I, I, he's been balling out. He improved a lot though, you know? So like last year I was really into his rushing value and everything, but this season, you know, he is just really taking a step forward as a passer, and I'm not sure any of us could have forecasted that. Yo, let's let's hop into it because I know the people are itching to hear this um, perspective or what to do at this point. We we were fortunate, right, to kind of have this scheduled. Uh, what thirty minutes, maybe like forty five to an hour after we get the AB news, and AB has been <laughs> released by the New England Patriots, bro. Like what? That's insane. If I'm a fantasy owner, Connor, I come to you, my brother. What do I do? 
Honestly, this is this is a really tough situation here, especially in fantasy, because if you have Antonio Brown at this point, you just got to hold like, you know, unless someone makes you a really good offer, probably just hold, wait it out and hope that he lands on another team at this point. His value has just been all over the place and his timeline is probably one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen, like in NFL history with everything that's happened over the past few months. I mean, for him with fantasy, he can still be fantasy relevant if he goes somewhere else, but that's just a huge hit for him being released. I, I'm i not really exactly sure what happened with everything there, but it's it's not a good sign that if he can't make it in New England, then, I mean, that's scary. There are probably only one or two teams likely now to consider taking a shot on him, even though he's a really, really talented player. So when you say wait it out, should I... I mean, how long am I waiting here? Am I waiting until he signs with another team? If this goes multiple weeks, because we're late in the week here. This is Friday, right? So, I mean, this may not actually happen until, you know, God knows when. Or are we looking at, um, you know, two or three weeks from now? Should I hold him for that long? Or should I, at some point, cut him? Yeah, I mean, I think I'm still holding him because you already sunk a little bit of draft capital into him in your fantasy drafts, which I know is a little bit of a fallacy there with the sunk costs. But at the same time, I think that he, as easily as his uh, as his value has dropped, I think it can also rise if he lands somewhere um, potentially like, you know, we were talking about like Cleveland or a few other potential places. Uh, I mean, he would instantly become viable again in fantasy and I don't think you really want to miss out on that because realistically who are you picking up over him probably not someone that has the same kind of upside there um, even if he is putting up goose eggs for a few weeks while he figures his his stuff out I think that uh, he's probably still worth holding obviously not starting until he's on the team and on the team and settled so in the case of if if the you know if you're in dynasty leagues I know that's a bigger decision I'm, we've only been talking, well, I guess I've been talking from the perspective of a redraft league. Um, I mean, if you're in Dynasty, I don't know what do you do, to be honest with you. I don't know what to do at all. I probably hold on to him a little bit more if I'm in the Dynasty, but I'm not sure. Let me ask yeah. you this, though. Oh, bro, how does losing him for the Patriots affect a guy like Philip Dorsett? Yeah, I mean, that's a huge, huge bump for Dorsett because in three wide receiver sets, with Antonio Brown, you were looking at Antonio Brown, Josh Gordon, and uh, Julian Edelman. Now you're taking Antonio Brown out of the picture. You're probably, now you're just inserting Dorsett back into that picture there um, and probably penciling him in for a decent workload. I'm not ready to say that Dorsett's going to be fantasy viable all the time here, but I think there will definitely be some weeks where he'll catch some touchdowns, have some big plays, and kind of be that clear-out outside wide receiver that uh, the Patriots like to use to help, you know, Edelman underneath and then Josh Gordon get open as well. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that it definitely, it helps everyone pretty much except for Antonio Brown. And we saw Edelman already kind of take a back seat to Antonio Brown last week. And that was definitely a concern. But now at this point, uh, I think Edelman's kind of back to where he was as Brady's security blanket blanket and a big part of the game plan. I was just going to bring up Edelman. Like, that was my next thing because I'm a big Edelman guy. I'm a big PPR guy. And, man, to see Julian take that back seat was a little hard to to stomach. Um, But you believe he comes back. What about Josh Gordon? Does he take now, you know, a a step up? Yeah, yeah, I think so as well. Um, I mean, the Patriots have just played some 
cupcake so far, and that's not going to change this week. Uh, playing against the Jets, they're like 23-point favorites. Uh, I mean, Vegas sportsbooks are projecting literally a massacre um, again. So I'm not really sure how much they're going to need to use Josh Gordon or Edelman this week. But I do think in the future when Patriots are in close games that both Gordon and Edelman are, are going to be very consistent fantasy options uh, as, as the top targets there. So kind of let's move away from this situation a little bit. Um, let's talk about week three and who are some guaranteed producers based on their matchups, some guys who I can look out for this week. Yeah. So uh, as I mentioned earlier, I love Lamar Jackson and I've loved him for a while. I thought that he was really underrated coming out uh, of college and he's really shown that he's able to improve as a passer, which is one of the biggest knocks against him. People were saying, Oh, he's just a running quarterback. He can't throw. And he's just proved all of his doubters wrong so far through two weeks. Um, and then this matchup here against the chiefs, uh, I really like for him because they're seven point underdogs on the road, uh, and they're playing against the Chiefs secondary, which is not all that good. So he's going to be able to really prove himself here. Patrick Mahomes is going to turn on the jets and probably expose an overrated Raven secondary, which is going to put a lot of pressure on Lamar, put a lot of pressure on Marquise Brown. But I think that they are able to answer the call here and will be able to put up significant numbers in this one. I think that it's going to be an awesome game back and forth. And Lamar Jackson is going to produce with his rushing value as well as uh, throw a couple of touchdowns here. So I'm locked into him this week. And I also really like Dalvin Cook against the Raiders. We know that the Vikings love to establish the run. And that is just their game plan here. We saw them only attempt 10 passes in week one as they trampled over the Falcons. Uh, Unfortunately for you, I'm pretty sure you're a Falcons fan there. That was probably not great to watch, but... We saw how the how the Vikings like to play, and they're playing against the Raiders this week, who should not inspire much confidence in terms of a team that's going to put pressure on the Vikings to throw. So I think we're going to see a ton of Dalvin Cook this week. So Connor, I'm one of the the unicorns, man. I'm a, a Falcons. I'm a Saints fan living in Atlanta. Oh wow. Okay. And well, so then, um, yeah. we have our own situation to deal with now. But Week One was a great joy to watch the Vikings just run through the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you were probably pumped then, but uh, had some unfortunate news in the coming weeks, I'm sure. So, <laughs> man, that's kind of tough. Um, I, I want to ask you a little bit about that as well. What What do you foresee for um for you know guys like Elvin Kamara, um guys like Michael Thomas? What do you foresee for those guys because Drew Brees is is gone? I think it really just lowers both of their ceilings, like weekly ceilings, as well as slightly lowers their floors uh, because you're not really going to see a Michael Thomas like, you know, crazy game anymore because he's not going to be as efficient and he can't really be without Drew Brees, uh, unfortunately. And while Teddy Bridgewater is solid and he's probably one of the better backups in the league, he's still not, not, not Drew Brees. And unfortunately, that means that um, both Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara will see their value decrease a little bit here. And people think that, you know, Alvin Kamara might get some more run as they run the ball more instead of passing it. But Drew Brees was just so good in the screen game and getting Kamara into space, uh, leading him there. And that was just part of the reason that his value was so good is because he was able to really just um, be able to take advantage of those players in space there. So I'm not really sure. I'm not really too excited about Kamara. I think Michael Thomas still could have some value as like a volume play, but uh, Kamara is a little scary for me for sure. So you have like six to seven weeks to kind of deal with this situation with the Saints. 
Um, and that the Saints may be okay, but your fantasy team may suffer a lot based on what you're saying. Are those guys guys you look to kind of move or, or trade away? Yeah, potentially for the right price here. I mean, if you can find guys with semi uh, semi horizontal value in terms of what you're thinking there, I I would definitely consider trading them away. Um, but if I would definitely wouldn't sell low because I think that there'll still be opportunities to sell them for a normal price in the coming weeks, uh, cause they will have a few big games, but it's probably not going to be as drastic as when they had breeze. Awesome. Um, who are some guys you're a little bit afraid of this week, just based on the matchup? Yeah. So I think that, um, we could see Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley and Evan Ingram struggle a little bit. Um, I mean, this is Daniel Jones' first start. He has to play on the road in Tampa Bay. Uh, it's going to be 90 degrees, feels like 95 um, with that humidity. And he's going against the Bucks defense. It's actually been pretty good. And with top, uh, defensive coordinator Todd Bowles, who's been able to really turn around that defense. And I think that they're going to be able to get home a lot of blitzes against Daniel Jones, who was one of the worst quarterbacks in the class. Uh against pressure in college at Duke. And then when he playing against power five competition, he really struggled in college. So I'm, I'm totally off the giants here. And even though Eli Manning was just awful for pretty much the past two seasons, Daniel Jones is more of a, more of a move that's just different and not really as much better. So I'm, I'm definitely concerned about all of their values in this one and think that they might have an off week. Awesome. Hey, let's talk a little bit about trades. I know we're we're kind of early, but I want to know who are some good buy low or sell high guys right now. Yeah, for me, I think that you have there are a few good buy low targets. Uh, Will Fuller on the Texans. I had a lot. I expected a lot for him going into this season, uh, and he just hasn't connected on that big play with Deshaun Watson. He should have had two actually in Week One. Uh, but Deshaun Watson actually underthrew him on both. And then he just wasn't able to connect again against the Jaguars. He got open. It's coming. I mean, those explosion games are coming, but right now you could probably buy them for really cheap. And then during the upcoming bye weeks, you know, throw them into your lineup and get a big week out of him or two. And then I would also say that David Montgomery on the bears, his production hasn't been great, but you saw an increased usage last week after week one's just total disaster. Uh, he looks as advertised. He's breaking tackles. He's gaining chunk plays here and there. He's good in the passing game. Uh, I'm a big David Montgomery fan. Even if he isn't the most athletic guy in the world, I think that uh, Chicago will keep ramping up his usage, and that's obviously super important for running backs here. I love it. Are there any rookies this week you're really, really high on? I think that— Outside uh, of Hollywood Brown, which you mentioned earlier. Yeah, so he was definitely one that I'm— I really, really like uh, this week. And then besides him, uh, McCole Hardman of the Kansas City Chiefs, I think could have a big game. We saw this Ravens secondary kind of get beat up a little bit. They're missing uh, two cornerbacks, Jimmy Smith, Taven Young. And then you watched Kyler Murray kind of play pretty well against them, throw for over 300 yards. And they had three drives that stalled within the five last week. So even though their total score of – Uh, didn't really look all that good. Like they could have ended up with way more points if they were able to push in some of those drives. And I just don't think Cliff Kingsbury has established much of a red zone offense. So I think that more of that's on him than less of the Ravens defense being really good in the red zone here. So I think that there's a good chance that McCole Hardman gets deep on this Ravens team and is able to catch one or two here in this one. 
Love it. All right, so um, we're going to hop into our very next segment. It's called Trust Fall. And so this is how this works, right? Um, I basically will uh, ask you about a player, give you their situation, and then um, you tell me if you want this or not. I can give you a, you know, if we're in a 12-team league or 14-team league, and I can put the um, condition PPR, non-PPR. Yeah, for sure. I think that, yeah, PPR, non-PPR, whatever works. But, yeah, definitely as much info as possible, and we can, uh, we'll dive right into it. All right, awesome. So here we go. Um, we'll do trust fall. You'll tell me if you want a red light, which means I don't start him, yellow light, um, I start with caution, or green light, I start with confidence. Awesome. Sounds good. Ready, Rock? I'm ready. Let's go. All right. True Breeze went down. You have the Saints playing against Seattle. You have a rookie there, DK Metcalf, who's been doing a lot better than people thought his three-cone predicted. So, you're in a 12-team league. PPR. Are you starting DK Metcalf? Red light, yellow light, green light. For me... Green light. I've loved everything I've seen from him. I think that he's kind of almost ascended to that number one role for Russell Wilson. And we've seen Russell Wilson just throw the ball up to him, which is super important and something that shows he trusts DK Metcalf. Um, So when you see Russell Wilson scrambling and throw the ball up to guys like DK Metcalf, like that's what he used to do with Doug Baldwin. And that's how Doug Baldwin became such a fantasy relevant player Um, with Metcalf size, speed, uh, and how athletic he is. I, I'm starting him, and I think that there are some blow-up weeks on the horizon here. Love it. Okay. Now, you mentioned the Baltimore versus Chiefs game. There's a guy in there. Everybody's going to be talking about the big weapons, the two quarterbacks, talking about um, the rookie re- receivers, McCall Hardman, Hollywood Brown, the forgotten man in that matchup a little bit, to me, is Mark Ingram. Mark Ingram versus the Chiefs. You're in a 10-team PPR. How are you handling Red light, yellow light, green light. Yeah, I'm I'm going green light again here because uh, th- there's going to be a lot of scoring in this matchup. So while I don't necessarily love his individual matchup versus the Chiefs' run defense, uh, the total here is 54. So they're expecting you know plenty of points on both sides, and the odds of him just kind of rumbling in for a touchdown here is pretty high, I would say. So even if he doesn't have a super efficient day, we saw him seize a lot more usage. He played was pretty much their workhorse, saw some work in the passing game. Uh, and if he scores a touchdown, he'll definitely be worth starting in this one. All right. Here's the next one. Changed man Johnny Ross. John Ross has been insane, especially for the first two weeks. If you're just kind of looking at his pr- productivity, right? Nobody expected what happened in week one. Everybody expected him to fall back to earth. In week two, he kind of just... Did way better than people expected. He goes this week against Buffalo in a 12-team PPR, right? Do you? How do you handle him? Red light, yellow light, a green light? Uh, this, is, this is tough because I'm going to go with yellow light here um, or maybe even red light depending on what other options you got here. I'm not super excited about him this week against a stingy Buffalo secondary. Uh, Buffalo plays. Just a lot of tight defense uh, in the secondary, and Tyler Boyd is the better option here. They um, they allow a lot of targets underneath in their defense, and so obviously that does not uh, bode well for John, a guy like John Ross, who really has made his money just hitting those deep balls here. 
uh, especially early in the season, and it's been a huge surprise. I really am impressed with Zach Taylor, though, in this Bengals offense. Uh, they're kind of using him in that Brandon Cooks role, if we want to get cliche there, with after Zach Taylor came from uh, came from the Rams and Sean McVay's offense. So I think that in the future weeks you can start him, but right now I'm definitely proceeding with caution. Okay. Now, everybody said don't draft a rookie tight end. And in the first week of the season, I looked like a genius because I said, forget what they say. I'm going out and get Hawkinson. I think he's going to be the man. Week one, he proves me like he makes me look so great. Right. Week two, I look stupid. This week, I don't know what to do. Hawkinson's going against Philly. How do you handle him? Red light, yellow light, green light. I think I think yellow light could be good here. Um, for me, I the issue is is that week one, unfortunately, could be his best game of the season. He was playing against a Cardinals defense, which is really bad, and a Cardinals offense that is really up in snaps. So it essentially forced the Lions to play a little bit more and forced a little bit more volume his way. So we saw that kind of, you know, take away a big step back in week two. But I don't think you're wrong here. I think that TJ Hawkinson is the real deal. He's, you know, the next great tight end in the NFL. And this matchup's not bad. The, the Philly secondary is totally banged up. Uh, they've just gotten absolutely destroyed, allowing 700 passing yards through two weeks. And so I think that in this spot here, I think that you could definitely consider starting Hawkinson. Um, I'll go with I'll go with the yellow light here just because of how volatile he's been. But I think that there's definitely he could be a move in this one. All right, so here we go. I'm gonna you can pick between two different colors, and based on the color you pick, I'll give you the scenario. Okay. All right. All right. One color is blue, and the other color is maroon. Hmm. All right, let's go with maroon. Okay. Scary Terry McLaurin. This week, he's playing up against Chicago. Now, he's been doing well. If you watched him over the last couple of weeks, he's been a steady producer for you. This week, he's going against Chicago, and we know how they get down. My question is, how do I handle him? Red light, yellow light, green light. Yeah, I, I love Terry McLaurin. He has been awesome so far, but I think that this could be a red light situation for him. The Bears secondary is good. Their defense is awesome. Uh, I think the only situation here where Terry McLaurin ends up producing well is if they get into heavy negative game script, which means they're playing from behind by a lot, which is possible, but I'm not that confident in the Bears offense to really score a whole lot of points no matter who's who it's against. So in this one, I think that I'm probably staying away from McLaurin, even though he has looked great through two weeks. That's awesome. Yo, Connor, thank you so much for playing, man. We know you're the man. I know you're the man, even if they don't. I'm so blessed to have you on the show, Doc. Please let everybody know where they can find your material, where they can find your, your, um, your writings, where they can find your audio content. Please let us know where we can find you and follow you on your social media. Yeah, I appreciate the kind words there, and thank you so much for having me on. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at Connor Allen NFL, uh, and then a lot of my content is posted on thequantedge.com as well as rotoworld.com, and then you can find my podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify called Move the Line. So, uh, yeah, that's pretty much all my stuff. Awesome. Yo, thank you so much for joining us. Hey, if you're out there and you want to know more about 
what we do here, all you got to do is click that subscribe button, right? And, and every time we drop something, you're going to get something. Hey, look, do us a favor. If you like what you heard today, go ahead and drop a five-star rating. Um, we would love to, you know, love to see that. And, <laughs> and it helps other people find our content. Thank you so much for joining us. If you want to follow us, it's at MTMV Sports on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you once again. I hope you have a phenomenal day. Are you a believer who enjoys Marvel or DC Comics? Do you just love a good superhero story? You do? Awesome. Then check out Waywater Entertainment's new digital comic, Legacy AD, now available on Amazon.com and the Amazon Kindle app. Get ready for a new superhero who loves and serves Jesus Christ. For more information, check out LegacyADCartoon.squarespace.com. Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMV Sports.